Hey guys, uh, thank you for listening. This week we got a packed show. We we talk about so much stuff. We do our balls deep review on Black Adam. Uh, there's been a big management change for DC. There's new leadership there, and we also talk about Ant Man, Quantumania, and the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. That's coming out. Thank you. Enjoy the show. What's the deal with pumpkin patches? It's my best Seinfeld. Fuck was that? It's my best Seinfeld impression. Pumpkin patches. Why? Why do we need to go to one every year? I asked my wife the same question. What was and your response? She just said, "Shut oh. the fuck up, get in the car. We're going to pumpkin patch. We're going to have some pumpkin spice latte. We're going to go buy some fucking pumpkins, you motherfucker." <laughs> no, she didn't say that. But um, that's a good point. Yeah, bro, we fucking go every year. I, I had before I was married. Has anything changed about pumpkin patches? The last time before I was married, I think I went to a pumpkin patch when I was in second grade. We went. We all walked there. It was during school. We walked to the pumpkin patch. We all got a pumpkin. It was out of somebody's front yard. We all got a free pumpkin, and then we walked back. And then I like bugged my family about that story for like the rest of the time that we were living there. Anytime we would walk down that street, but yeah, I went to a pumpkin patch. I remember my sister one time. She was like, "Shut the fuck up! You say this every time." But yeah, no, dude. Like they, they stamp your hand. They stamped my hand. My wife was with me, and I was like, this isn't a strip club. I'm not going to want to come back into this fucking pumpkin. <laughs> you think I'm going to go out and be like, hey, hey, I have the stamp. Let me back into your fucking pumpkin patch. And you guys wife, went to a pretty good one, too, huh? Yeah, but, you know. Well, you have a kid. They're all so the same, though. It's mostly for her. The pumpkin patch I went to, we went there... Um, we got some nachos, we got some garlic bread, you know, we got some snacks. I had some cotton candy. And then we walked, we, when we went into a corn maze and we were like lost for like 40 minutes and then we got out of there and then that was it. We didn't get any pumpkins or anything like that. Just more so just went there for that. I saw, I saw some of the pictures you had posted about the pumpkin patch you went to. It was like a fucking petting zoo. Yeah. There was a goat. Tom Brady yep. was there, huh? And then, yeah, Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady was there. But, um, yeah, no, I get you. Pumpkin patches are weird. You do it for the kids. Yeah. And then there was, like, just weird teenagers with DSLR cameras taking pictures. Why were they like, weird? Because like, cause it's like, bro, the rest of us are trying to walk across this fucking bridge. And you guys are doing your little fucking camera shoot. Like... Are the rest of us fuddles? Like, I just want to know. Like, we would like to cross this bridge as well. Like, we spent five minutes waiting for, like, a photo shoot. I think I'm just angry at the world. Yeah. Like, the older we get. Look at these yeah. fucking young people. Taking pictures at a fucking pumpkin patch. Wait until you get married and have kids, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no. Yeah. It's just a thing that you got to do every year, I guess. Halloween's coming, though. You going to dress up as anything? 
I was going to dress up as Spider-Man. Mm, that's a stretch. That is. I still have not gotten a costume. So we'll see how it goes. I'm be Eddie Munson, man. Stranger Things was one of my favorite shows of the year. My wife is going to be Wanda, and she's like, we should get match, we should get couples outfits or costumes. And I was like, cool, like we're spitballing some ideas. And then she just goes, oh, I want to be Wanda. And then it's just like, oh, so I'm just going to get regulated to be like the Vision. Fuck the Vision. Nobody wants to be the Vision. There's no costumes out there for Vision. Like, I'm not spending like $200 on a cosplay costume for fucking Vision. Vision's dead. Yeah, and then you'd have like, to kill yourself. And the, <laughs> and then I was like, "No, man, I don't want to." Start to like guilt trip me. She's like, "I just wanted us to have a couple's costume." I was like, "Bro, like you don't get to be something super cool, and I just got to get stuck just because he happens to be fucking like you know with Wanda." Like, no, I like I'm gonna be fucking John Wick, and then like. Uh, and then I saw some dude like went to Comic Con New York or something. He was dressed as Eddie Munson. I was like, "That's it, there it is." My one of my favorite shows of the year. So you know I what got everybody's a mad nice about? Nice big wig. What what is it this week? You know what everybody's mad about? People are dressing up as Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, dude. And, I, and I I didn't watch that show. Pissed. Did you Did you watch it or? I watched a couple episodes and it was too weird, and then want to watch the rest of it. Did a it make him look kind of cool? Because no. people people have been like, people have been kind of like, you know, like he's like in pop culture like a he's lot not. now. There's, that's what that's I think what people are mad about. He's not supposed to be cool. He was creepy as fuck in the first episode. But overall, general like the whole story, we have this thing right. It's kind of really weird where we like. And I'm going to say females. I'm going to say females. Tread lightly. Tread, I am. But y'all have this thing more than men. About serial killers. And it's kind of weird. You know? like Yeah, it's so um, like prison people get a lot of pen pals and stuff, I think. Yeah, I remember when the whole um, Aaron Hernandez thing goes came out. I knew a lot of females that were like, but he's so sexy. Like... The dude was a murderer, you know? Mm. Like, um, Jeffrey Dimer. He was yeah. gay, right? Was he gay? He was Ted gay. Bundy. I remember Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy got, but, uh, Ted Bundy got away with it because he was charming. Hmm. He, he drove a Volkswagen, I think. It was the 70s or 80s or something like that. Everybody yeah. drove him back then. And it's, it's funny because when this, when this, when this fucking, you know, show, Jeffrey Dahmer show came out, you know, people were like, well, there was a lot more serial killers back then. And then there was a fucking serial killer in Stockton, killed like five, six people. And then they caught him, but he still got to like five, six people. And it's just like, it, it, the weird thing is, because it's not like a documentary series or anything. It's just like a straight up show, this Jeffrey Dahmer one. And I hear our boy that plays the flat or plays Quicksilver in the in the Fox movies he actually does a really good job as Jeffrey Dahmer, right? He did. No, I saw a couple episodes and then it just got weird and I don't watch the rest of it. Because um, you believe in giving your energy to shit like that. Well, that's a thing people say. That's a that's a big thing you say. That's a big thing I say. So I'm like, I don't want to give my energy to this. I don't want to watch this shit. 
Does this guy really deserve a show? Probably not. Um, it would be one thing if you're bringing light to it. And then it's pissed off a lot of people. It's pissed off his dad. It's pissed off a lot of the victims. They didn't even know they were making a show. Mm -hmm. So anytime something like this happens, right? So imagine you're the family. It's kind of like having to relive all that trauma again. Yeah. You put it to rest. It's kind of, and now it's all blowing up. And then once to make it worse, motherfuckers are dressing up like the guy for Halloween. Like, come on. It's fucking Netflix. Netflix loves serial killers, man. Mm Mm-hmm. I remember when the whole Stockton thing was uh, thing was happening. Some people were writing in the comments sections, I'm going to need a Netflix documentary on this ASAP. It's like, bro. I just I don't get it. I don't get people, man. Uh, you know somebody else that doesn't get people? Kanye West. Oh, by the way, I, wanted, I just want to announce right now, we no longer associate with Kanye West on this podcast. And we'd like to drop him. We never associate with him before all this, but we also no longer associate with him no more. Since everybody else is, you know, making that clear. I just want to put that Make out it official. There. We're, we're cutting He's not ties. welcome on this show. We're cutting all ties with him. Mm-hmm. That we never had. Mm-hmm. But continue. But yeah, man, I think it's time to bring Pudu of the Week back. Do you think we could nominate him? Oh. Yeah. You know what the crazy part is, right? Kanye. <laughs> yeah, but his supporters are the crazy part. Yeah, man. So people are like, this is exactly what he wanted. He wanted to get out of his Adidas deal. He wanted to own everything exclusively. Blah, blah, blah. Um. Yeah, I don't, he lost. I don't know. He lost I his think billionaire he's just not status. All there. I just don't think he's all like. If you watch the interviews, right? Do you have nobody in your corner to kind of just be like, "Hey, yo"? Did you watch the clip up? with him and Lex Friedman? Yeah, I Lex that. Friedman I says that he he's like he's like, "Do you have anybody in your life that like calls out your bullshit?" Kanye got all defensive. He's like, "What bullshit? What what bullshit do I have?" Yeah. You know, and it. And a week ago, he was telling, like, Pierce Morgan, I'm a millionaire. Are you a millionaire? Karma comes at you fast. A billionaire, yeah. He goes, I'm a billionaire. Are you a billionaire, Pierce? And then all this shit. No, he's not a billionaire anymore, but I, I don't know. It's It's been a slippery slope. We see this every few months. He comes out. Because the dude legit has bipolar. And he doesn't take his meds. And I remember he was on fucking Joe Rogan's show. Talking all this crazy and shit. And Rogan's like, if the meds take your creativity away, I don't think you should take him. He's like, God damn it, Joe. God damn it, Joe. <laughs> Joe's like, yeah, man. I don't, you know, I, I, don't, I don't get it. If, that make, if they make you feel bad and take your creativity away. So Joe Rogan is essentially to blame for all of this. No, but yeah, like every few months, and it's usually circulating around, like all this kind of happens when he has something releasing or something like that. But like, this is probably the most consequences and ramifications we've seen just because of the list of the people that have dropped him or disassociated him. And, you know, the main reason why he said it, he said a lot of anti-Semitic stuff. 
you know. And so, so, so this is what his fans are saying. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not supporting this or saying this. His fans are like, look, you guys proved all his point. He said that Jewish people want everything, they own everything, and now look, he's dropped by everybody. Blah blah blah. But I'm like, I don't, I don't think that's. I, I, I think it's because of the consequences this was gonna have. Mm-hmm. In LA, you're not. It's not like, oh, look at me, I'm proved right now. Yeah. In LA, there was like, there's actual other like Nazis group stuff that are like, like running with this and doing that stuff. Like it's not. It's a slippery slope. That's you know? the danger behind it, right? Because that that was that's some of the stuff that happens when somebody has that big of a platform and a voice. When people kind of have this type of hatred towards them, he's like, "Yeah, see, look at that. Like, see, he's saying it. He's saying the truth. Then it makes you feel like, mm-hmm. oh, it's okay for me to do this. It's okay for me to feel this way. It's okay." And now f- I feel like he's gonna get more of that sport because now people are that do sport. I'm gonna look. He was right. He said they control everything. He said all this anti-Semitic shit, and he got dropped by everybody. And he's right. And I think it's just kind of it's there's no. And then I think the other route that people are taking, I'm just pointing out. Yeah, we're not. Again, we're, we've cut ties. Not, we we've cut ties. I'm not supporting anything. So Aaron Donald and uh, Jalen Brown were signed to down the sports. I yeah. didn't know he had a sports agency. Yeah, yeah he I had a sports know. agency. Yeah, it was it was recent. Yeah, uh, recently over the past couple of years. And so what a lot of people were saying is when he did the White Lives Matter stunt when he showed up with Candace Owens, a lot of people were blaming blaming Candace Owens as well for this. Her husband owns Parlor, which he's trying to buy. So she he thinks she's the broke. People think she's the broker and trying to like recruit him to the right wing or whatever you want to call it, but. Um. So he pulled all that stuff. He said some stuff about George Floyd, and he said slavery uh, was a choice. Yeah, he said that a couple years ago. Yeah. The George Floyd thing was that he died off of fentanyl. No, recently. Yeah. So what a lot of other people are saying, like, hey, when he said all this stuff, nobody kind of said anything or cut him. But the minute he started saying stuff against Jewish people. Everybody cut him. So is there a rhetoric here that he might be right? So that's their thing. Mm-hmm. When he targeted his own race, when he targeted, you know, when he said, but then the minute he starts saying Jewish people own everything, that's when he starts getting cut off. Yeah. I'm just putting, I'm not, that's yeah. what they're saying. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's fair to look at, you know, play devil's advocate, especially yeah. online, because you see this stuff. When you look look at his clips and stuff like that, you go to the comment section. You would think like, oh, people are probably going to be saying this stuff, and then there weirdly there is a lot of people that he's he has support, and that's the dangerous part of this. You know mm. that you know what? I, like all these people are dropping him. I think he's. I don't think they've like deleted his accounts on Instagram and stuff. I was talking to my wife about it today. I was like, do you think they'll do to him what they did to that one guy? And I was like, what was his name? The fuck was his name? Like Andrew, Andrew Tate. Isn't that crazy? How he's still active on Twitter. No, but like he was everywhere. And then like he was on Twitter, uh, he was on TikTok. His clips were everywhere. Everybody fucking knows who he is. I forgot his name. Like two months after they removed him. 
Did you know Adidas is going to lose $250 million just in the rest of this year from cutting him? I'm never going to get a pair of Yeezys. I've been trying to get a pair of Yeezys. Anytime they have one dropping, I signed up. Now I'm not going to, like, you know, even try to get them. So if there is this following that's like a cult following for him, right? Mm-hmm. This is what I'm saying. This is like the other side of cancel culture. Now people are really against cancel culture, right? Yeah. Now he's pandering to a different fan base. You can call it the right. You can call it whatever you want. You know, he's hanging out with Candace Owens. Um, he has other fans that are kind of like, I think a lot of people that are pissed are like, why did nobody drop him? When he said all this other bullshit. You know? I think that's a fair fucking it's a fair thing argument. to say. Yeah, yeah, right? So now he's going to get people to back him up. It kind of will hinder the point they're trying to make. So now he has full control of Yeezys. Maybe distribution's hard, but I'm sure he's... People think he's broke. Yeah, he may not be worth $100 billion. A billion. I, I think. Billion I think his. Dollars. I think his net worth supposedly. I don't know. I haven't looked into these numbers. I think it went from one billion to like four hundred million. Four hundred million dollars is still a lot of money. Mm-hmm. People have started businesses with less. And if he's in control of Yeezys, what's to say people won't? All these people that are supporting him, that they won't go out and buy his stuff. And people guess what? On, now on now, Twitter, people are writing like, "Oh, the value for resale of Yeezys is going to go up now because yeah. Adidas is not going to be releasing." And it. now he has full ownership. You know, so what it comes down to is, it's hard to beat people like that, um, unless everybody just stands together. Everybody just has like a thing, but the thing is, you can't you can't say shit like that, and then you can't ignore. Here's the thing: this could have ended when he was starting to fucking break out and like lash out and say all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But nobody he had supported else, people. He had supported people. Nobody else like made a big deal about it. Now they did, you know. So, it's kind of it's really weird. I think this whole that's the thing. Nobody challenges him or tells him because people like look at him like, "Oh my God, you're this genius." That's why, like, when you look at that Lex Friedman clip when he was on his show, Friedman pushes back on him and goes like, "You know, like, do you have anybody that calls you out for your bullshit in your life? Like, you have somebody in your life that like that? You know, like, it's important to have." people that call you on your bullshit and he just gets all defensive and starts like rambling like oh what bullshit what i said this i said that and lex friedman's like dude like you have a important thing you have a big platform you got a voice he's like i choose to put love into the world you know like that's i hope that's what you would do too and you know but yeah man that's that's that that is uh, we'll see where that goes but yeah. Again, it happens every few months. And so let's see. But um on dude, we got a fucking pack show. Mm. We got a fucking pack show. So let's start with DC and let's start with the highly anticipated Black Adam. The Rock's been planning on doing Black Adam, been, you know, like assigned to the role of Black Adam for I think like fifteen years or something like that. And you know, he got he, announced eight years ago, maybe. No, it was longer than that. 
It was like 2000 something, dude. Was it? When when he was first casted or whatever. And, you know, like The Rock's been talking a lot on his press tour. And he's like, when it was first presented to him, it was a movie with him, Black Adam and Shazam. And he's like, it was kind of muddied. And he's like, you know, I believe like Shazam needs his own movie. And then, you know, Black Adam needs his own movie. It's going to like, you know, and I think that was the right call. And, you know, The Rock gets a lot of, you know, kind of creative uh, input when he does these projects because, you know, he's the fucking rock. So highly anticipated. And I remember when I saw the trailers, I wasn't like super pumped, but I was like, you know, definitely going to go watch it. So I had opening night and Jess, our Shazam balls deep review. What did you think about the movie? Have you seen Forrest Gump? I have. I've seen the Bollywood version too. Lal Singh Chadda loved it. Yes, yes. Have you seen Titanic? Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you seen No Country for Old Men? Mm-hmm. These are all like Academy films. Right? Black Adam tops each and every one of them. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> no, let's be let's be honest. I All think right. you liked it more than I did. So No, I, I did like it. I'll be honest, I liked it. The reason I liked it Okay, it it has its problems, right? We'll get into that. But was it a great film? No. It was entertaining. It was entertaining, though. It was good. Does it suffer from... I think the biggest thing was I was really hoping, like, it wouldn't suffer from the same formula that every superhero film suffers from. That we've learned enough. But, no, it unfortunately did. But it was fun, dude. It was fun. It wasn't... The reviews kind of threw me off. This is why I feel like critics, right? Uh-huh. And we're critiquing this right now. But I feel like at least I can be honest when I critique this. Like, I feel like when you're a critic, do you go into every film with the same thing? Like, if I'm going to go critique a movie mm-hmm. that stars Leonardo DiCaprio... Is written and directed by Martin Sorcase. Source. Source. I can never say his fucking Yeah. You know what I'm trying to talk about. Um, Or like a Quentin Tarantino film. There you go. You know? So you feel like they should be kind of graded on a curve? Yeah, bro. You can't like look at every film and be like... I feel like you're kind of like... Come on, you went into this and you were like expecting like grade A cinema. I feel like the Rotten Tomato scores and all that shit for this film are really kind of, they're whacked out. It's not as bad as they say. Yeah, it's like the gap seems like it's getting bigger and bigger between audiences and critics. Yeah, this film was, it was entertaining, right? Um... I used to say that a lot before. Yeah. It's sorry to b- disturb you. 7.9 on IMDb. 
39% Rotten Tomato critics. 94% of Google users liked it. 41% on Metacritic. 90% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes. 90%? That's impressive. Yeah. That's, see? You see audience what I'm talking about? I think critics need to just shut the fuck up and be like, what are you looking for? It's, it's like, a film. Okay. It's a film that has two of the most overexposed fucking things. Superheroes and The Rock. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you expecting from this? What's a critic's job? Is their job to be like, hey, I'm going to go through, sift through these things and I'll tell you kind of what's worth watching or what's not worth watching. So it kind of saves you your time. So if you're looking at the general audience, you know, general audience, uh, I'm not trying to say this in an insulting way or anything like that. General audience, not everybody's there for a fucking, you know, a no country for old man or a Titanic, even though Titanic is one of the biggest fucking movies in the world. But like, you know, not everybody's there for like an overly dramatic or serious or like kind of like drama. Like if you're looking at the general audience, Black Adam is a type of movie that they might like, like you said superheroes the rock one of the biggest movie stars in the world action scenes like one-liners you know stuff like that like when you when you watch that it's kind of in the it's a popcorn movie i would say yeah but even has a popcorn like okay does that have a negative connotation on it no i wouldn't say it does Michael Bay's made a lot of popcorn movies that I thought were utterly garbage. You know, when I think popcorn movie, what pops in my mind is Transformers. Yeah. Um, is that your dog? Yeah, it is. Can you tell yeah. him to shut the fuck up? Yeah. Let me give me a second. I'm gonna go show him to shut the fuck up. Uh-huh. Go ahead, Michael Bay popcorn. Um, it's, it's the body. So. Mm. The Wadi was yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the Indians in our neighborhood don't get it. They just bought way too many fireworks. So they're still doing them. They're still doing them. Okay. Um, it's okay. Let him go then. He's made appearances on the show. To him, like the world's just exploding, and nobody's giving a fuck. So he's just like <laughs> losing his mind. He's like, what the fuck, what is, the fuck is going on? <laughs> You know. Master, get yes. the fuck down here. <laughs> <laughs> but this was, okay. I would say Taika Waititi, who's a well-renowned director, made a shittier film than this with Thor, Love and Thunder, right? So that probably has a better audience score than this. This is better than... Audience score or critic score? I mean a critic score than this. Let's see. But that's the thing. Fucking Marvel movies, 64%. Hmm. Look at this. Thor Love and Thunder, IMDB, 6.4, lower than Black Adam. Mm -hmm. And critics, 64%. It's a full, like... Like 25% higher. Metacritic, Thor Love and Thunder's 57. Black Adam's 41. And 70% of Google users liked Thor Love and Thunder. 94% of Google users liked Black Adam. And let's look at the audience Rotten Tomato score. 77. 
So the audience and critic score for Thor Love and Thunder is much closer. Uh, critic being 64 and audience being 71 compared to Black Adam. Yeah. Black Adam was, to me, really entertaining. So let's just take it from the top. Um, let's talk about the good stuff. Yeah. So start with the good. The good is The, the Rock. Rock. The yeah. Rock carried this film. He was amazing. He was... Did you see his fucking traps? Dude. Just popping out. Like, how does this guy keep getting buffer? I have one point. Steroids. Lots and lots of steroids. Yeah, he's just going to look like the Hulk at one the, point. The Rock's got more muscles in his neck than we probably have in our whole body. Oh, yeah. Easily. But he was very good. He carried the whole film, like his delivery. Some people were like, oh, the way the line. No, the lines worked perfectly. Um, one thing that I saw on Twitter was like, oh, that was cheesy. The men in black are coming or the man in black. What was those? I I forgot what the, I think it was like the man in black is coming or some shit like that. Mm -hmm. But, um, it was, dude, it was just the rock beating the shit out of people, killing people. Have you seen what another superhero just on like God level? No. That was so amazing. They finally had a superhero that wasn't nerfed. There was at no point. And that was kind of like, you can use that as a setback too. But there was that like no point where I felt like he was in trouble of losing. You know? Mm-hmm. So the good is the rock. That's black. This God level. And actually and he had fun like with the role. wrecking people. He probably killed like 200 people oh, in yeah. the movie. So it starts off with him. The exposition was a bit much. I hate when movies narrate shit. Yeah, yeah, this is a big thing that for you. That, that like, just me. show me. Just you yeah. Know? So, like, the beginning was just somebody fucking narrating the whole movie. But once, and then like, there's a few things. They have the MacGuffins. Everything has to have like a fucking vibranium, titanium. When this hills, erythium. What the fuck it was called? Like, I don't know if it's a big ethereum. <laughs> Theory, it's a crypto. It's like a fucking crypto coin they're mining back in the day. <laughs> and like, and like fucking a, but um. So yeah, he. That's like the whole story, you know. He was in Shazam. They mention it that there was one chosen before him when the wizard gives the powers to Billy Batson. So that's who. Shaz- this is who he's talking about. Mm, this was the, the one, the champion that was chosen before him. And the thing with him was the difference was he was fucking unnerved. He just fucked everything up. He, if you think about it, is his own antagonist in the film. They didn't even need the other guy. Mm-hmm. His biggest That's the thing, thing was his anger, right? Mm-hmm. And then, so it was really like the beginning besides the exposition, you know, then they open up, they're back in conduct. Um, where a bunch of people are trying to take over the world or take over this country for its resources, you know. And um, there's an archaeologist. She's looking So through. what is her whole thing? She said, hey, they're getting close to finding the crown, so we got to find it first and move it somewhere else. Yeah. Um, the plot was weak. I'll be honest. The plot is very weak. Like, they don't tell you anything about, like, 
what is this crown? Where does it come from? What is this resource that just automatically exists? Well, the crown comes from back in the day that they created it, and he was going to get the whole power. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. The motive is just, you know, that's the whole thing with the bad guys, where it's like, what do you want? Like, what's your motive? I want to be in charge. I want power. I want to rule conduct. So you want to rule the shithole? Mm-hmm. So she's looking for the crown. She brings him back to life because she's in like a life or death situation. He comes back and just fucks everybody up. Like he just what you up. What did you think about all that? Like him doing the slow-mo in the beginning. Like, you know, the beginning where like they're all firing at him. And he's just kind of like, you know, we've seen this slow-mo before. We've seen it too many times. Like at this point, it's not special anymore. Like, leave this for Flash, you know? Like, this makes Flash so not, like, fucking unique. If everybody can just do this, then what the fuck do we need the Flash for? Mm-hmm. This might be a good way to get rid of Ezra Miller. But I'm just <laughs> saying, like, you know, Shazam can do this. Fucking Superman. Superman can do this. Like, what does the Flash really bring to the table? We've already had, like, three people that can do this besides you. They did do a lot of that slow mo shit, but um, that slow mo thing, the first one of the first time we saw it was it in X Men Days of Future Past where Quicksilver does it. Mm-hmm. I might have my X Men movies be, mixed up. Everybody but, needs yeah. to stop. Like they did it, it was good. Like it, it's Quicksilver did it. It made sense. Stop, That's his whole. Stop trying stick. to fucking redo it. Yeah. You know. But um. It was cool to see him kick ass when he came back to life. Mm-hmm. So then you kind of have like this whole thing of him trying to get up to speed. They did this with Wonder Woman, you know, a warrior Which, from thousands of years in the past. One to of my, him. like, I love Wonder Woman, dude. Mm-hmm. The first Wonder Woman is so fucking dope. But I feel like The Rock caught on quick. <laughs> like, he was just like, he was like, it was a little bit of like, and then he was kind of like up to date way faster mm-hmm. than she was. But, um. Tenth Adam. Tenth Adam. And then the Justice Society of America mm-hmm. then shows up. Hawkman, Adam Smasher, Cyclone. Dr. Fate's been getting a lot of love online. Dr. Fate was really good. And it makes sense. You can't send the fucking Suicide uh, League. Suicide Squad, yeah. Because what are they going to do? Show up and then they're going to be like, you can't kill people. Like, or they're going to be like, kill everybody. <laughs> or they're going to be like, oh, you kill people? We kill people? Perfect. Welcome to the Suicide Squad, Black Adam. You can't send the Justice League because they would murk him, I feel like. Because, come on, Superman, Wonder Woman. You think they would murk him? I feel like they would stand a lot, like they would kind of, come on, Superman came up and like ended the last Justice League movie. Yeah, that's true. Within like two seconds. So we have to send the B team. So we Task have to Force X is the C team. Yeah. B team is Justice League. Plus, plus I feel like there. the other reason you can't send the Justice League is because it also like, come on, like you can't kill people. Batman killed like, Batman probably has like almost half the body count of Black Adam in the last mm-hmm. Justice League film. Or the one but Batman versus Superman film. Wonder yeah. What do you think about Hawkman? Um Hawkman was really cool. They didn't really kind of explain his powers. 
Mm-mm. But it was just like, so I think in the comics he gets like, he's an alien or something. They don't really go into that much. Either. I think from a different planet, yeah. He's from a different planet. They also have like this thing, he's a prince from Egypt. They don't really go into the backstories of a lot, a lot of these people. Yeah. But just, but then again, it's not their movie. So, but the conflict you know. makes sense. So they got to send somebody to like have a conflict. I think that was the best part of the films was just the rock. Then JSA showing up and fighting with the JSA. Those are some of the like, them trying to figure out their common ground and stuff. And then, and uh, then telling them like, dude, you can't like stop killing people. Yeah. Like, stop what do you it. Think you this can keep is? killing these people. Yeah. Zack Snyder movie? He can't just mm. kill people as a superhero? Like, come mm. on. Which is, like, that's a, that's a good point by you. Yeah. You know? Look at them. They're, like, emphasizing it now. Like, bro, you can't keep killing these people. And, and then, um, I thought Let's that... Talk how... a bit. Let's talk a little bit about the side characters. So the archaeologist, he touched on her. Her son, Amond, or Amond, or Amon. He's getting a lot of hate online, dude. Look, I don't hate the the freaking actor. I think the character, but the people character people don't annoying. know how to distinguish like the actor that's playing the character. So they're like, oh fuck this kid. It's like, it's like yeah. the character maybe, but like like people are writing like as far as like child actors goes, he was bad. I think he was just not written very like he. I think they tried to write him like the kid in uh in Shazam. Yeah. And it doesn't work for everybody. That that kid that, you know, played that character in Shazam, it worked well and it worked well because Shazam himself is a kid, mm-hmm. you know? So it was like big uh that Tom Hanks movie, but at, you know, it, it the, the you don't have it, the, the dynamic didn't really they didn't really stick the landing on that dynamic. I love the uncle. The uncle was hilarious. Mm-hmm. And the rock's like, we need a we need a single mother in her late thirties. You know, not not I'm not saying that Black Adam would get with her, but I'm just saying if he wanted to, he could, but you know. Do do people find the rock attractive? I do. You do? I think he's a good looking man. Like, you know, I find him like attractive, like as in the way of like have you seen like those four headstones and like, yeah, but like yeah. then you got like Chris Hemsworth though. Chris Hemsworth and those blue eyes, dude. This review has gone off the chain. Say <laughs> <laughs> no, but back to the movie. Um, yeah, that kid was annoying to me personally, because you know at just some parts it's just like shut the fuck up, like this isn't about you. It's not your film. You're not black at him. Chewing your skateboard out of the fucking way. Um, fucking skateboarding everywhere and shit. Fuck. There's your hatred of young people again. <laughs> Adam Smasher was cool. Mm-hmm. Henry H- Henry Winkler? Yeah. You like that little cameo from him? I did, I did. Um... Cyclone. Everybody, cyclone. I, everything that I heard, I saw all the tweets and stuff. It's like, damn, we needed more cyclone in here. I thought there was like, you know, the fair amount of cyclone in there. Like, you know, like 
I thought, you know, I did definitely didn't feel like she was underutilized or anything. She was in she was in a lot of the slow mo type of things too. Anytime you know they had her doing anything, mm-hmm. it was just all kind of slow mo. But Pierce Bronson, uh, Pierce Bronson's uh, Doctor Fate. Yeah, that I feel like he deserves his own movie. Yeah, he felt like the adult in the room, mm-hmm. you know, acting wise and also like character wise and stuff like that. Man, the design of Doctor Fate looks fucking dope. He's like Doctor Strange, basically, right? So, I think Doctor. I don't. I don't know, man. You know. You know. I don't read the comics, but apparently, what folks are saying that Doctor Fate came first before Doctor Strange, because that was what I was reading. Is like, oh, now that you know Black Adam's come out, people are gonna be like, oh, Doctor Fate is just a copy of Doctor Strange, but Doctor Fate actually came first. And now what I was looking, you know, online today, you know how people are like, oh, if Dr. Strange and Dr. Fate got in a fight, it wouldn't even be fair. Dr. Fate would like murk him. It's like, no, Dr. Fate was like the coolest character. And then like, I wish they could have had built more on Dr. Fate. And like, he had this relationship with Hawkman and stuff like that. But then it's like, it's not their film. Mm-hmm. I hope they find a way to like do a prequel or something. I would love to see Pierce Brosnan bring this up again. Like take up the mantle again. Um, it sucks. So how does that work? Like, does the helmet go and find somebody else now? That's what I feel like it is. It's like an alien helmet. So it's green. It's like, it's like Green Lantern then. Yeah. But uh, you know, that was pretty cool. I felt like the coolest parts of this film was the Rock mm-hmm. himself. He had fun with the character, and everything he did was pretty. Like you know, he's badass. I thought the whole JSA part was pretty cool. Their clashes, their differences. I'd say the worst part of this film was the ending act. Mm-hmm. I think to the kid. No. Oh, well, yeah. Second to worst part. No, the ending act was... Because, damn, they built on a lot of the tropes. Like I said, the trope of like this 5,000-year-old character coming back, learning the new stuff, blah, blah, blah. This, you know, like, and then the worst trope to have it on that I thought we'd move past is this big CGI fight. Big CGI fight with all these big CGI monsters that are just there to like fight the humans or other people that are controlled. Like, once you kill the mothership or the big enemy, then they all die. Like, I thought we're finally over that because we've done that so many times. I want to hear from the people that hated and shat on She-Hulk CGI. Sabak. You know? He was a a pretty whack villain, dude. Throughout the whole thing. Like, with, oh, it's her friend. And, oh, he's, like, backstabbed them. And he's actually the one that was behind it. And, um, oh, I'm, like, a distant relative from like you know a descendant from like the the king back then that's what i wanted and i was like i was confused for a bit like when you know when he initially died and then they're like putting him you know uh, black adam into the prison and stuff like that i was like whoa like is this how it ends and then you know goes into the upside down (laughs) what the fuck was that (laughs) like Life is the aftermath to death. Like, they really fumbled the bag on that ending. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, that was man. That ending fight was kind of terrible. That was the one thing he, I, I never felt like Black Adam was ever going to lose at any point in this film. So I what know. I saw some folks, you know, uh, chatting about online was that they shouldn't have had like Sabak or whoever, you know, whatever his name is in, in there as the antagonist. They should have just been like the JSA versus Black Adam. What do you think about that? Like, how would they have pulled that? But how would have that ended, though? Exactly. Adam Smasher was terrible, by the way, at his job. Yeah. Well, he's green. This is his first time. You the and fact, me. Like, Amanda After. Waller had Superman this whole time and was like, nah, I'm going to send you guys. <laughs> okay, so let, let, let's get back to let, or let's get to the fucking the big thing here. The post credit scene leaked. Mm-hmm. Um, I fucking saw it on Twitter before, uh, you know, like a, like a week or two before, and I sent it to you. I don't know I if you saw it. it or not, but I did not. It's hard to stay away from, and um, that was remember because I remember we we talked about it in the last show that um, you know, people were kind of pissed that he came out in his brighter suit, and then it was like the Christopher Reeves theme playing and not the Man of Steel theme playing. But you know, it's funny, like that's in the post credit scene. That's what I was like really looking forward to seeing again, like just to like see it with my own eyes in the theater. And then I've seen his little conversation with Amanda Waller in a lot of the new promotion that's going out. It's like Amanda Waller. It's like I've never really seen a post credit scene in commercials before, like where it doesn't show Superman or like Black Adam. We need to talk or, you know, like Amanda Waller saying that. And he's like, send anybody or I'm just nobody on this planet could stop me. That's in fucking like trailers or promotion on like the tv spots now it's like they're really watching this film yeah because they need it to happen Mm -hmm. this is the reboot though you gotta understand that kind of ties into so what did you think when he came on how did it feel fucking it was amazing seeing henry cavill again dude like i think like you know like whatever has been going on with dc like nobody it wasn't any of that wasn't Henry Cavill's fault, you know, like everybody's loved him as Superman, like universally, I feel like he's a great Superman. Like it just it just looks so like it just fits. It was just so nice fucking seeing him again. And then also like it's official, like, you know, he's back. They're going to develop more movies with them. This isn't just like a one off little thing. We've seen rumors about this we've heard and ongoing for a long time but it's official he's officially back and the rock is a big part to do with that dude like you know he was fucking really pushing for it like hey we need to bring henry cavill back we need to bring henry cavill back you know he's superman he's the fucking main part of the dceu you know we need to kind of build around that and you know the rock you you saw him in some of the interviews been doing like oh he's been on the sideline for too long the strongest person in the universe has been on the sidelines for too long Yada, 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 a little bit. This might be a little inside baseball, but The Rock's manager is his ex-wife. You know, his The Rock's ex-wife is still his manager, who also happens to manage Henry Cavill. So The Rock really pushed for it. And, you know, the there's been a big changing with DC. Uh, they were sold to Warner Discovery. There's a new regime in charge now. But they have re-upped Henry Cavill. And he also, you know, shared that on his Instagram the other day that, hey, guys, you know, like, you know, he's back. But what did you think about him? Because I saw fucking people, man. People were bitching about like, oh, like the black suit's so much better. Like, you don't need to wear that other suit. 
like the black suits better? Why would they wear the colorful one? It's like, are you guys even really like fans? So with the changes, I just want to say, take your L, Snyder fans. Because Zack Snyder is no longer in charge. Or he was never in charge, but he's not coming back to being. That was there. Now we've got James Gunn mm-hmm. taking over this the, whole thing. The big news that dropped, um, you know, the day that we're recording this, actually, funny enough, um, DC is now going to be DC. I think it was DC Films or whatever. It's now going to be DC Studios. That's going to be their movie, animation, TV show department. You know, mm-hmm. when you see something that's like, you know, like it's not like, oh, they're just trying to copy. It's like they're trying to formulate it after what is the most like one of the most successful movie studios in the 21st century, if not the most. So, yeah, dude. And what they're doing is working. So it's OK. Yeah. So, yeah, DC Studios is going to be its own thing now. James Gunn and Peter Safran are the leads. For, t- for film, TV, and the animations division. James Gunn is going to be the creative lead, and uh, Safran is going to be the production, and he's a producer. And, you know, he's, he's I think you were looking it up earlier, He's he's been the producer for movies like Annabelle, Aquaman. He's going to be, he's a producer Shazam. on the Shazam. Uh, also, you know, the Shazam Fury of the Gods, also Aquaman, the Lost Kingdom. So he's, and he's also for James Gunn, Suicide Squad, Peacemaker as well. And, you know, James Gunn, he's been with, I think he's done two projects with DC, The Suicide Squad and fucking Peacemaker. Yeah. You know, so it for me as a DC fan and also like a fan of James Gunn and stuff. And, you know, like I this feels like the right move. What do you think? I think this is the right move. You finally have somebody who's has a track or a record. Of good comic book understanding, good character understanding. Who's in charge? We've always been saying they need their own Kevin Feige, right? So this is going to be their Kevin Feige. And I'll be, he's going to be a darker Kevin Feige. But it works for the DCU. Mm-hmm. How may, I would say the best superhero f- productions of this year have been including Shazam. It's been... Um, is it including Black Adam? I mean, sorry, Black Adam. I called him Shazam. Damn it. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. uh, that's my wife. Into me. Um, is DC this year, right? The Batman. The Batman. Peacemaker. Peacemaker. Now Black Adam. So things are looking up. Things. Yeah. Things are and it seems like it's gonna coming be... up, Millhouse. You know? <laughs> it's, it's, it's. It's going to be kind of like a, I would, would, would you say a reboot or kind of like a change in direction? Because they're still keeping like the main casts. Because yeah. Batman, apparently, you know, he Batman's going to be back for the Aquaman. And obviously, Jason Momo is Aquaman. And then, you know, Gal Gadot is still uh, Wonder Woman. They are going to be, after the Flash movie comes out, they are changing, um, they're recasting Flash. Yeah. They're recasting. Which it's, it's, it's gonna happen. Yeah. yeah it's exciting. Yeah. I think this is this and you know, like you you know, I know you jokingly said it, but like there there's people out there that are just Zack Snyder fans and they're just gonna be pissed because they just want, you know, they want to see Zack Snyder's vision. To that I say, 
Fuck that. Mm-hmm. Respectively. And, um... He doesn't mean that respectively. <laughs> All right, give me your rating for Black Adam. I'm going to say this, is, this movie. And I struggle with this a lot. It's going to be a 7.69. You said it was an 8. No, I'm, I'm, I'm walking it back. It's a 7.69 out of 10. <laughs> Because this is the 69th episode of our podcast. Mm. So this film is a 7.69. I'm going to give it a solid 7.5. There's a lot of good. It's entertaining. It was enjoyable. About two-thirds of the way through, it was Mm kind of dragging. So I pulled out my phone and looked, and it's like, Christian McCaffrey's been traded to the Niners. And I was like, I was just in a completely different place. No, I fucked this film. Fuck yeah, I was like, I was like, oh my god, what's happening? And then, but yeah, it was seven and a half, man. Uh, the the whole thing with the villain, some of the side characters were annoying. The story, you know, the tropes, the big tropes that mm-hmm. we would like to. It, it felt dated, honestly, to me. It felt like dated. It didn't seem like a two thousand. I felt like the ending CGI battle, all that was dated. That was yeah. not necessary, but um, it was still fun to see the Rock, mm-hmm. and I, and I am. I would definitely want to see him again, you know. Yeah, he most a, definitely. And he seems like he he's excited. To, yeah, yeah. It's he. I would I would put him in that category of when you think of uh, the character, like a perfect kind of actor to play him. You think mm-hmm. of Tony Stark. You think of Wolverine. You think of Deadpool. You know, Black Adam as the Rock man, or the Rock as Black Adam. Yeah. Um. Real quick, little fun exercise. Where does this compare with other superhero projects that came out this year? We'll, we'll stick with just film. Black Adam or Multiverse of Madness? Damn. Multiverse of Madness. Okay, I'm with you on that. Black Adam... Thor, Love, and Thunder. Black Adam. I think I would go Thor, Love, and Thunder. I know I enjoyed that one a little bit more than you. I am. Black Adam. That's fair. That's fair. I I, I 100% uh, see where you're coming from on that. Black Adam or The Batman? The Batman. The Batman. Yeah, same here. Okay. And, um, you know, moving on from DC, uh, before we close out, you know, this is a packed show. And um, two other little things that we want to touch on. One of them we could do real quick. Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. We've heard this was coming out for, I think, a couple years now. I remember it got announced way back. And this is going to be one of, you know, we like we just saw with Werewolf by Night, where it's a Disney Plus Marvel just special. I'm assuming it'll be like an hour long. The trailer for it just dropped today and the trailer it's like you know the guardians because they really are a family <clears throat> you know they see that peter is still kind of depressed and then they're like you know on earth it's it's christmas so maybe if we take him to earth and you know he he gets to spend christmas on earth they might cheer him up you know it's the guardians looking out for him and trying to cheer him up and you you know that it's just gonna be like goofy shit and that ensues what did you think about the the trailer that was cool because one thing that you don't really get to explore, right? Because everything that's going on is this is Quill's return to Earth. 
after how many years? You know, after Endgame. Yeah, I'm talking about Endgame too. Mm-hmm. You don't, really but like, yeah, his actual experience in Endgame, but you know, he's back on Earth. So, mm-hmm. and then kind of like they dig into how he's feeling after Gamora's gone, and it just looks awesome. You know, Groot's grown up. Yeah, um, teenage Groot. Yeah, and then Kevin Bacon. Yeah, that's gonna be fun, man. No, it looks it looks really fun. It does, and that's what it's gonna be. I think you know I could just imagine like sitting around during like Christmas time, just like how we were, you know, kind of like now, like it was kind of like the Halloween time, and a werewolf by night felt appropriate. You know what you do kind of during Christmas time? You watch like Christmassy type of movies and stuff, and seeing the Guardians of the Galaxy special. I think it'll be I think it'll be fun, man. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be fun. I think it'll be a hit. And, you know, the Guardians really are, you know, for me, it's Guardians of the Galaxy one is still one of my favorite MCU movies, like out of like all of them. And I just love spending time with those characters, man. So I'm definitely excited about that. Another trailer that dropped today. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. So. In this trailer, we see Ant-Man's daughter thinking she's this shit and is going to create this thing, but it's sending, you know, signals into the fucking, the quantum realm. And they all get sucked in, and they're stuck in there, it seems like. And fucking Kang, dude. Daddy Kang comes out. What did you think about the trailer? I thought it was amazing. Um... Did they not learn anything from the last? Like, didn't they all get sucked into the quantum realm already? <laughs> like, no, he went in, and then they got dusted, and dusted, he got stuck in yeah. there. Why do we keep fucking with the quantum realm? But mm-hmm. you know, besides that, um, it looked pretty cool. So the quantum realm is its own little universe. There's some stuff. That's not being exp- like you know she what's her name hasn't been telling him. Um, Dude, fucking Pim's wife. I forget her name. Janet Van Dyne, Michelle Pfeiffer. Fucking yeah. still looks great, right? Um, then you see Kang, Jonathan Majors, man. I remember the first time I saw Jonathan Majors in any project. It was in The Five Bloods, mm-hmm. one of Chadwick Boseman's last movies, directed by Spike Lee. When I saw him in there, I was like, dude, this guy's fucking, like, I haven't really seen him before. He's pretty good, and um, I really like him. And then came Lovecraft Country. Um, Lovecraft County or Lovecraft Country? But it was a it was a show. Um, and I saw that, and I was like, god damn, there's something about this guy. Like, you know, I could see this guy being in an MCU project. Like, I, I remember thinking that before anything was announced. It was himself and also the the actor that plays, you know, one of the TVA agents, the one that kind of, like, flips and then, like, you know, kind of comes to the side of Loki, uh, the actress that plays. Um, so I remember seeing both of them. They were both in Lovecraft Country, and I was like, she's really good. He's really good. <clears throat> you know, I, like, I could definitely see them, like, being in some type of Marvel project, and then it got fucking announced, like, a couple months after that that Jonathan Majors has been casted as Kang. I was like, holy shit. And we saw him as he who re- he he who remains in Loki. Yeah. But this is like 
Kang. This is like the Kang you think of when you like think of the character Kang, right? Yeah. And they said like the the S the San Diego one showed him being even more menacing than what we see. Yeah. I was wondering, I was wondering, I was like, is this the same trailer? Cause in there he goes like Ant Man goes, I'm an Avenger, and he's like, You're an Avenger. Have I killed you before? You know, they all yeah. kind of run together. But in this one, it kind of makes him look a little bit more sympathetic. But you know, yeah. there's something up his sleeve. There's something that, that he's looking for. But, yeah. It looks like Scott's got a big head because he mm-hmm. saved everybody. Or what. The rat never gets enough fucking credit. That rat stepped on that button. And he should be an honorary Avenger. He should be. That's all I'm saying. Be. So, that's why I make I know when Multiverse of Madness came out, we were like, "Oh my god!" Like, or when No Way Home came out, we're like, "Oh my god!" Like, we're gonna get the multiverse stuff. Like, you know, like yes, we're. And then it didn't really kind of propel us forward. You know, like it did. It did. It did its part, but it kind of wasn't what we were thinking it was gonna be. Right? Is that fair to say? Mm-hmm. This seems like it's going to be what that is. This is going to propel like the big kind of, you know, the phase forward. This is going to be our first, not our first, but like our second big introduction to Kang. I know like, you know, like, and I remember when he came out as he who remains, some people are like, oh, he's kind of goofy. He's kind of corny. Like, why is he like it? But he's, this is a different character because this is a different Kang. So he's going to play it like a different character. And Jonathan Majors has that type of fucking range where, you know, he's going to be a different person here. This is going to really, you know, sh- introduce us to our like next Thanos and show what he's after. Because clearly he's after something that he's asking Scott's help on. Yeah. Oh, it's exciting, man. I, I, I've i been kind of mixed on the first two Ant-Man movies. But this one fucking, you know, it's crazy that, you know, like they're using Loki and fucking Ant-Man as like the really big things where they're, they're introducing Kang. Oh, definitely. Um, I don't know. I feel like kind of indifferent with the whole launching the multiverse thing forward. I hope it does. But I think part of me is just kind of like defeated. I'm like hoping every film, like they broke me down. Like like they named the film the multiverse of madness and didn't show like a lot of multiverses for a lot of time. So that's true. Yeah. But you see him as Kang, like when he has, he looks like his co- comic book counterpart in one scene. So, yeah. So definitely, definitely exciting, exciting stuff, man. Um, and also, dude, if you're a fan of Jonathan Majors, that Creed 3 trailer just dropped. He's going to no. be in there also. Yeah. He looks- I'm telling you, man, this dude's fucking talented. Mm-hmm. And that's going to do it. You know, for this episode, guys, it was a packed one. We had a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, episode 69, you know. 7.6 minutes. Yep. And um, thank you guys for listening. You know, uh, um, we appreciate all the support. Um, you know, subscribe um, if you haven't. So you'll get like the notifications and stuff whenever we have a new show that drops. And it's always fucking, it blows my mind just to see like how many people listen to the show and from all the different regions that they listen. Like we got like kind of like worldwide listeners, man. It's, it's fucking, it's fucking great. 
Um, and yeah, uh, you know, tune in. We'll have a new show dropping again in the next week or two. Um, and um, until next time, this is Justin Guggen signing off. Bye-bye.